This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Hello. Hello there. Welcome. Hi, guys. What's up? This light is very bright. I know. It's like really flashing in my my eye. Um, Welcome to, sorry, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex, Baby, the smart way. (laughs) We're your hosts. I'm Jamila. And I'm Erica. And we are Good Moms, Bad Choices podcast. Oh, there we are. Um... If you guys are not familiar with us, we are pretty cash. Uh, This is our fourth time speaking at Podcast Movement, and today we're speaking about sex, of course. All the sex that got us here, and all the sex and how we can monetize it. Um, Our podcast uh, kind of was, well not kind of, it was birthed um, out of desperation. Me and Mila are both two single moms. Um, I was the first of my friend group to have a child. Obviously I had sex to have her. Um, (laughs) I didn't realize um, when we were creating um, the podcast, which kind of was really, like I said, out of desperation, I really needed a friend. and I met Jamila through a mutual friend. I was like, hey, girl, I uh, want to start a podcast? And she was like, a radio show? I was like, yeah, sure, kind of. Um, and we really had no idea when we were starting that we were going to be creating kind of this really safe space for women to come together and talk about all the things, motherhood, dating as a single mom, divorce, birth, relationships, sex, um, mental health, just so many different facets that have kind of come and bloomed from our business. Um, We've created such an amazing tribe, we like to call our community our tribe, of um, people from all walks of life, including men, hey guys, um, that really lean on us and our community to learn all the different things whether that's you know how to be a, a modern day parent, how to unlearn things, how to heal from things from our childhood, um, how to talk about sex with your kids, how to talk about cannabis with your kids. Um, all these things were kind of birthed from the podcast and our amazing guests that we've had on. Okay, let me tell you the real story. <laughs> so me and Erica weren't really close friends. We both had children, we both had daughters and we were pregnant around the same time. We didn't know each other and we had no other friends who had babies. Um, We were kind of like surface friends, but once upon a time at a birthday party, we both had recently been single and um, Erica was like, you know, I've been on Tinder. And I was like, oh, have you? And she's like, yeah, I met a couple on Tinder and I've been dating this couple. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, oh, this bitch is a little bit more spicy than I, I thought. This is probably, she's probably more my speed than I thought. And so later that day at the birthday party, she was like, listen, I've been listening to podcasts and they're all, a lot of crime podcasts. And she's like, I've been looking for ones on motherhood and they're all really white and they're all really married. I think we should start a podcast. And I said, cool, like a radio show? And she said, yeah. I said, okay, well, are you going to talk about your couple? 
And she thought for five seconds and she said, well, I can't get fired, so yeah. So then I said, I'm in because I only have two switches on and off. So I figured if we're gonna be honest, let's do it. And like this story is really special to us, not because Erica had a juicy, great relationship with the couple, but because her vulnerability and her honesty really birthed the concept of our podcast. Um, you can click it. <clears throat> As you know, for some crazy reason, talking about sex is super taboo, even though we all have it and we all got here because of it. Um, but for us as women, it's ironic that we're here in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, talking about sex is a no-no. It's extremely taboo. And especially if you're a woman of color and you're a mother, it's extremely, extremely taboo. Um, so her sharing that story with me was like, um, unbeknownst to us, the catalyst to really building this very safe space because I think us being as vulnerable as we were about our sex lives, about being single, about being moms and dating, which is something a lot of moms feel like they can't discuss when they become mothers because you're supposed to secretly transform into fucking Betty Crocker. Sorry, I curse. Um, <laughs> it's not realistic. And so uh, that was really the beginning of our podcast and really the, uh, the duality of good and bad and exploring that as single black moms and women. So I think um, taboo topics are striking. Taboo topics are thought provoking. Taboo, thought, uh, taboo topics are, create a lot of curiosity and even if we're not your speed, if you look through you know, our images and our name even, people are gonna be curious about it because they're like, what the fuck are they over there talking about, these moms? And you know, that's how we got like half of you to come to the room because we said, like, we're talking about sex, can you come, <laughs> can you come support us? <laughs> um, so I think a lot of times in podcasting, there's a lot of fear surrounding pleasing everybody and being satisfactory and being safe and, and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, especially in this day and time, what's politically correct, who am I gonna offend, blah, 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 blah. And I think um, the greatest win and the greatest thing that we've learned in this, uh, you know, this four-year journey, where we've been podcasting for four and a half years now, um, is that safety, you're not gonna please everybody. And so, you know, if you have a taboo topic that resonates with you, go for it. You know, we all have things, you know, we're human and people like to relate to human real shit. Real shit is relatable. Nobody wants to be perfect. Nobody wants to listen to anybody that's perfect because that's not real. So I think that's been one of our, um, our biggest, uh, you know, our biggest leverage, you know, just the shock factor, getting people's attention. Like uh, podcasting is an extremely saturated uh, industry and it's growing quickly. It's like making it to the NBA if you fucking are winning and monetizing in this space because there are so many podcasts, but I think playing it safe really is not the way to go. Yeah, definitely not the way to go. I think the shock factor, I think even, you know, early on, I, I realized that our episode titles were, the, were one of the main reasons for our growth. We live in clickbait culture, let's just be honest. Um, what you name your episodes and honestly, what you name your podcast is important. Good Moms, Bad Choices uh, was definitely, when we named our show, uh, it, was, it was, had mixed reviews from our friend group. They were like, oh my God, like the, people are gonna think you're bad moms. And I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think taking risks in podcasting is, it's, it's really like the special sauce. I mean, you guys are behind the mic. Some of you guys maybe record your episodes, some of you guys maybe don't. Um, but I, I know for me and, and, and Mila, um, I felt really brave behind the mic because 
I didn't know who was listening. And I think that's essentially part of the freedom and the growth of our show is that we really didn't know who was listening, um, especially early on. We didn't really understand podcasting. I, we were no means a podcasting experts at all. We didn't have a show format. We still, we have a loose one at this point. Um, but the beauty was like, I was brave because I really didn't think anyone was going to listen. And, and, and thankfully they did because when we started to you know, put out more and more episodes and started to get feedback about our vulnerability, about our topics about sex, that people were like, oh, me too, or shit, I wanna try that, or like, hey, can you give me advice on that? That really helped propel our business and grow our tribe and grow trust. Like Mila said, that story that I shared created a, a level of trust in us, because we weren't friends, but me sharing this very vulnerable and you know, maybe funny story and or experience that I was going through um, made her feel closer to me. And because we continue to share these type of stories on our platform, our tribe really connects with us, they trust us, and it's created a lot of um, brand trust in us. You know, when we, when we promote products, when we promote our retreats, when we promote our merch, people really trust that we are you know, honest about our experiences in all those spaces because we've been so vulnerable, because we've talked about our sex life, because we've shared, you know, different aspects of our lives that most people whisper about in rooms. Um, so, you know, whether you have a sex podcast um, or just a podcast that's maybe, you know, diving deep into uh, taboo topics, I encourage you to really, really open up, really go there. Um, don't be scared, because the worst that can happen is nothing, really, honestly. Maybe you can get a few haters, but hey, if we all need a few haters. haters. You, if you have a hater, it means people are listening, and so uh, that's, that's the most, that's the best part, honestly, saying fuck the fear. I, I think um, talking vulnerably every week has made us definitely more brave. Um, we're over 200 episodes in. Um, we've done it every single Wednesday for four and a half years, so it's definitely no easy plight, but um, I think being vulnerable, like she said, makes your audience trust you and, and, and lean in, and like, let's not forget, podcasting is a very intimate industry. People are listening to you in their cars, people are listening to you in their ears, you know, developing relationships with you, really, even without you knowing the full scope of it, and when you share honestly and intimately, it really helps your audience grow closer to you, tell a friend, and trust you, and, and trust you when you are trying to monetize and collaborate with brands. There are many ways to talk about sex. <laughs> These are a few of our sexiest episodes. Um, we have five ways to have better sex with your partner. Um, we have Sex, Love, and Tantra featuring Debbie Ward Erickson, who's a Tantra, um, a tantra master, essentially. Um, the things you don't know, you definitely should lean into experts. Never be afraid to um, source out. We, we're not experts. Now we are, but we don't know everything about sex. We don't know everything about most topics. And so what we don't know, we ask someone and we invite them on our show so that we can get better insight and so can our audience. Um, we also have Asexual and Sensual with uh, Evian Whitney, who's a sexuality, sexuality doula. Um, we have Mama, I'm a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love us. Um, fe <laughs> <laughs> featuring Mistress Marley, where she dived deep into uh, the dominate the dominatrix world and lifestyle and submissives, and those are you know these are things that we didn't know fully about until we got into this space, but that we've learned, and our audience has had the opportunity to learn with us and kind of become more open-minded in their sex lives and their relationships and just with themselves. Um, we also have How to Be an Ethical Slut, featuring Janet Hardy, who is an author of the book Ethical Slut. It's a huge book. It's about um, open relationships and polyamorous lifestyle. Another expert in her field that we got to interview, which was a big deal for us because we fucking love that book. <laughs> um, Another thing I've learned just on this conversation is that just don't be afraid to ask. You know, we've slid in so many DMs, and honestly, 95% of the time, we get what we want because we're persistent. And um, we've gotten, like, some guests that we never expected. And, you know, just a quick background on us. Like, you, a, lot of you, a lot of you may not listen or may not know. We, I'm sure we recruited you in the lobby, but <laughs> um, our, our show is not just about sex. This is just this topic today, but we talk about a plethora of things. Um, so it's just, it's, it's cool to have a range and not to be afraid to be pigeonholed by one thing. I think a lot of people think if I talk about sex, if I get vulnerable or intimate, that um, I'm not going to have the opportunity to show up as a great mom, and I can't talk about parenting, and I can't talk about life, you know, just healing and all these other, you know, things. But as humans, we embody a lot of shit, you know? So don't be afraid to, to, uh, to, play. to play, to play in the space. That's really what it's about. And, and leaning on our guests. I mean, we've, I have learned so much and I've grown personally so much. I know a lot of, a lot of you, um, can, can attest to this, that podcasting is in, in some ways therapy. Like me and Mila, we have, We've we've pre-recorded. We just came off a retreat, so we've pre-recorded for the last like month and a half. I cannot fucking wait to sit back down and get and talk. Like podcasting has really become a sense of a source of therapy for not only our audience but for for us. And and leaning into our guests as experts have in in ways made us experts in our field as well, and encouraged us to become more knowledgeable in all of the topics that we discuss. Um, you know, like leaning into like, the, like the, our last this last uh, image, par uh, parents in an open marriage. Like, I'm not married. I can't just. I can't. I can't. I have no advice on that. So leaning into your guests that really can kind of help enhance your show and help broaden your audience and bring them in is always a great way. And honestly, like, sex is universal. Like, you can't be human and not be sex. Sex. You can't be a human and remove the sex from humanity. So I think, you know, for us in our journey in podcasting and just as women in general is normalizing the conversations around sex and not making it so taboo. I don't, I per se don't think, I, I don't think sex is a taboo topic because it's something that is within my life all the time. But I know for the general public, like it really is like, oh my God, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they called her a bitch in a loving way. I can't believe this. You know, like there's so many things that um, podcasting has opened up doors for people so that they can broaden their, their minds and, and, and in turn broaden our minds as well. Yeah, we, we've explored tremendously and like brought our audience along on that journey of it's just exploring like the things that we don't know, the things that we were completely like oblivious of, the, the, the many lifestyles one can live just because we're open human beings. And it's kind of beautiful to see our audience also become open-minded in ways because of the, the people we've brought on. Um, Erica and I are, you know, are, I mentioned sex, love, and 
Tantra with Devi Ward Erickson as a Tantra. She owns a Tantric certification school and sexology school, and we're both now in attendance of her school. We're students, and we're becoming a certified tan Tantricas. <laughs> um, but had you asked me that five years ago, I would have, A, not known what that was, and B, been like, what are you talking about? But um, just being open to exploring and learning and really leaning on our guests as um, resources and friends and community has like helped grow our business tremendously. Um, I know Erica mentioned we just came off of a retreat. From our podcast, we have um, created another business uh, called The Good Vibe Retreat, and we have taken 50 women to Costa Rica to... Um, over 50. Over 50. I mean, I'm sorry, 100 yeah. women <laughs> in the last seven months. The last nine months, we've taken over 100 women to Costa Rica on a week-long self-exploration trip just to get free, just to take a break, just to nurture themselves. And, you know, there's a, an aspect of that that is sexual, that is pleasure, because, again, a lot of things stem from sex that we don't even realize, but a lot of women are removed from that because we've been shamed, because we've been judged, because we've been told you're not supposed to be sexual, you're not supposed to talk about sex, and you're damn sure not supposed to tell everybody on the internet about it. Um, but we kind of um, reject that belief, and we call ourselves sex-positive parents because we don't intend on raising our daughters in a way where they think that their bodies are shameful and the ways in which we use them should be shamed or judged, but we're, we, we're honest parents. And so I think um, initially you wouldn't think about that when you think about this sex panel, but there's a, like we said, there's a lot of aspects of sexuality and sensuality and divine feminine and exploring that and confidence and how to talk to your kids about your body parts. And there's a lot of educational um, things that are surrounded about, around sex that need to be dived into and dissected and reprogrammed. And, and again, with that vulnerability and, and sharing with it within our community, we, we've been able to gain the trust of our audience to trust us, to pay a substantial amount of money to come out of the country to come hang out with us. So there's just so many... There's so many wins when you become vulnerable outside of podcasting. There's so many ways to leverage your business with podcasting, but really the foundation of that is trust, is the vulnerability, is making people feel like, oh my God, like, do I need an Erica to my Jamila? Like, am I down to go out of the country by myself and have this experience? And you know, we're proof that it, it works and it's worked and we've been able to scale our business substantially based on just being honest and being vulnerable. I, th I think sometimes we think when we come into a space like podcasting that we have to have everything perfect. All the T's, you know, cross the, the every I's segment, dotted. every everything has to be perfectly curated, but um, it's not relatable. And in fact, people are more likely to gravitate towards you when you're like, I'm not perfect. I'm not fucking healed. I'm, I don't know it all. They're like, oh, shit, me, too. You know, like these are some these are women that I can relate to in ways. And so there's a, an easier way in, you know, like listening to podcasts or people or shows, social media, people that think they know everything. It's not relatable. I can't. And that's the reason why we started the show, like looking at mommy bloggers or mom, you know, uh, platforms that didn't relate to us. It just didn't seem real. And so that's why we created this. And that's why I think we've grown organically in such a short amount of time. Like we're top one percent of podcasts in the world. <laughs> so and, and and that's and you know we're we uh, we're like pretty independent and we have a couple of networks that we work with but that's not something that is that happens that easily and it's just something that I think because we were honest women were like I fuck with that and I re can relate to that and they kind of told a friend and told a friend and told a friend.
We all know sex sells. So sex was first used to sell products back in, back in 1871. Um, sex sells because it attracts attention and it's relatable. Sex positivity is on the rise on social media as well as the advertising marketplace. And, you know, when we first started our podcast, um, obviously we were a smaller podcast and um, we did. We had, we had some trouble finding brands that would partner with us uh, because of the content, because of the way we talked about sex, because of the way we, um, you know, approached even motherhood. Um, but a lot of that is shifting. A lot of that is shifting, um, and, I, and we've seen it over the last few years. There's so many different, um, you know, different businesses, different ad companies coming up. One in particular that we that we work with is Pleasure Podcast. Um, they are actually here at Podcast Movement, and they have really been uh, trailblazers in that marketplace and really helped transform our business because we were signed to an, an another network that literally was like, well, "Sorry, we just can't get you ads anymore. You 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 might want to consider changing your content." And I was like, "No." No, they, they recruited us and then promised us things and then later said, your content is extremely explicit and so we're having a hard time, you know, narrowing, you know, getting brands for you and that's just not true. Like podcasting is thriving because it's the one of the one, one many places and one of the few places that's not censored. We can literally say whatever we want, utilize that. Don't be afraid to delve into that. You know, every other platform is censored. This is not. So utilize that to your advantage. And like, don't let that mentality, because we could have easily, you know, said, let's tone it down. Let's water it down. But that, that's not what made us grow this far. And thankfully, we didn't listen to that. And we found where we belong. And shout out to Pleasure Podcast, who, you know, are great people. <laughs> Woo, that's, that's our, that's our co-network person, <laughs> Dixie. Um, but, you know, we actually get higher CPMs because of that. Our CPM is higher because there are brands that specifically need our audience. They specifically need um, people like us who are not afraid to discuss sex, mm -hmm. who are not afraid to say, hey, do you need this lube? Hey, do you need this help? Hey, do you need this vibrator? Do you need to spice up your life? Do you need, you know, like there's all, there's a whole world of sex that sells and that, you know, adult content that needs to be sold. And there are people and brands that are looking for your, you know, your platform to sell it on. So don't be afraid to step into, you know, whatever it is that is, um, uh, uh, what's the word, um, authentic to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, people are interested in learning, exploring, and investing in their sex life more than ever. I mean, I think we've seen that so much through the show. I mean, we get messages all the time about, hey, what was that thing you talked about on the show? Hey, what, did you try that? Can I try that? Like, is it safe? People really are in a space now where they're releasing shame. There's a lot more work to do, but the shame is starting to be you know, kind of peeled away and people are interested in exploring things with their partner, exploring things with themselves and willing to invest in them in their sex life, willing to invest. I mean, even us, I mean, interviewing, interviewing Debbie Erickson for that for that episode, we are now invested in her school because I was like, I need to know more about this. I need to be able to speak more intelligently about such sensuality, sexuality. And, you know, we are a product of just of investing in ourselves in sex. And I think within our podcast and within um, just all these authentic conversations that we have, it's tried and true. It's, it's proven more and more and more that people are willing to invest in their sex and especially in their wellness, which are one and the same. Um, 
Sex is not linear. Talking about sex is deeper than just the birds and the bees and includes gender, race, class, and more. Um, yeah, I know we like discussed this earlier, but like as black women, and especially as black women and moms, single moms, um, we were really dedicated to uh, removing the stigma around what that looks like to be a sexual and sensual woman out loud. Um, I remember when we first started our podcast in our um, like, quick description, it's like, sex positive, cannabis positive, single moms. And I put it on Facebook and someone was like, what is sex positive anyway? And I was like, duh, like positive sex. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a word that you start to, you've, we've heard more and more, right? Like it's more of a trigger word, but it's true. I think we're coming to a place in you know, society period where we're starting to remove the veil and the programming of the things we've been taught. The world is waking up, there's a revolution happening. And thus, you know, podcasting because people's People are interested in breaking open the things they've been taught, questioning the things they've been taught and why. And you know, there's no better time to also like get on get on board because that's been a lot of our um our learning too. We've learned tremendously and made relationships just by opening up our minds and the way we think about things and just um, how we believed in pleasure, you know, the road to pleasure and how that's affected other parts of our lives. Yeah. And and like and like again, like exploring genders, exploring race and the sexuality and, and exploring class, classism within sex. There's so many ways and topics that you can kind of dive into that's not just like straight up sex. So birth. Yeah. So just really like kind of unearthing all the different layers of what sexuality is, is a really beautiful way to explore sex um, within a podcast. And what taboo is and why. Oh, that's what we're talking about, changing the narrative of sex. Um, for centuries, women have been primarily used as pawns in the advertising and marketing industries to sell products using sexual content, all the while being antagonized by the patriarchy for owning and exercising ownership of their sexuality. That era is coming to an end, because we said so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but honestly, I think uh, it is revolutionary in ways, like I said, we're in Texas and there's a lot of rights being taken away from women, which is ironic that we get to talk about sex here in this strange place of Texas. But um, I, I, I do really believe that conversation is the catalyst to change. And there's, there's no way to make change if we're not talking about things and, and, and really releasing the shame because... Uh, a lot of times we hold on to ideas without even recognizing that we're holding on to them because we haven't said the shit out loud. Like, damn, I don't even believe that. Somebody taught me that. So I think a lot of the narrative around sex and removing the, you know, the tabooness is constantly having these conversations and letting other people and other women know it's okay. It's okay to discuss it. It's okay to laugh about it. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to grow from it, most of all. Absolutely. I think that being, you know, honest about, you know, I think obviously me and Mila come from two different backgrounds. We have two different stories in our in our sexual history and being able to share our different perspectives is really what has drawn people, not really what, but is one of the reasons that people are drawn to the podcast and just being able to relate to each of our, our stories and our histories and, um, you know, kind of unearthing the patriarchy and really having autonomy over, you know, how we talk about our bodies, how we talk about sex. And uh, the more and more people that are in this space and have podcasts addressing these issues, it's, it's, bound, it's bound and it is changing the way and narrative around sex for not only not only women and men too because there's a lot of there's a lot of unearthing and digging that has to be done around men especially black men um, and and 
unfortunately, there aren't a lot of podcasts, a lot of, I would say, male podcasts of color that really kind of dive into um, changing that narrative. Um, so I'm, I, I'm really excited to see how, how that space grows more and more um, and, and how that kind of changes uh, the landscape for sex when it comes to, to men, too. Keep your timeline sexy. You like that? I, mean, I put that on there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is the kind of the conclusion of, uh, of this. Um, you make sure you can follow us on Good Moms, Bad Choices um, on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, on TikTok. Um, I had one more thing to say. Um, don't limit yourself on the ways you can monetize. Like, even if you have a sex podcast or another, another niche or another, you know, specialized podcast, like, um, we're moms and we talk about a lot of stuff, including our lives, personal stuff, sex. We're cannabis positive mothers. Um, we talk about healing, we talk about growth a lot. And so, like, even our merch um, is very aligned with the things we talk about. We have a shirt that says sex, weed, and wellness. It's very straight to the point, but it sells crazy because people know, you know, this is what we're about. So it's like, if that's what you're about, don't say it loud and say it proud on your merch, on the website, let your, let your social represent that. Like, don't be, don't like, if don't you're going to do it, do it, go all the way because I, I it, if you're grazing over the area, it gets you nowhere. You know, there's a lot of people grazing, but go all the way in. If that's something you believe in, do it. We have another shirt that says heal now, ho later. <laughs> Very proud of that merch item too. <laughs> Another best-selling hit. <laughs> but um, overall, it's just like there are a lot of avenues that can potentially make you money if you open your mind and release the fear of what other people think and the, the taboo topics that you think that are so taboo. Most of the time, other people want to be represented in that way too. Um, we wanted to open up the floor. I don't know if anybody has any questions. I don't have a question, but I just wanted to give you guys your roses because I think about two years ago during the pandemic, we did a virtual tour and I slid in your DMs and you guys agreed to be on our show. And like, we're a little Texas podcast, but y'all definitely did our show. But we had a conversation about cannabis and like being mothers and stuff like that. And you guys encouraged me to not have like shame about it, you know, because I, when we were talking, I was saying, I feel bad, you know, smoking and like my parents don't know and you know, they're real judgy. And you guys made me feel so proud, you know, to do that because it was for my mental health that I started a business from it. But I wanted to thank you guys for everything because I've been listening for a while and for actually doing what you guys say that you will do. Like if you hop in your, you know, your DMs and stuff like that. So just thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. I you. appreciate that. Hey girl. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so I met you guys sometime. I don't know. I remember you. We met you at another podcast movement. Some other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I was listening the other day, and you guys were on with the Hood Healer, and one of you said something about being triggered from somebody being so happy all the time. Oh, that was me, yeah. <laughs> and I was crushed because I realized I was doing the same thing. Anyhow, all that to say... All the time that I've been listening to your shows, I didn't, it didn't even resonate to me about, it's really about sex. It was just about, okay, check yourself. Don't be ashamed. Check yourself. Open your mind. So my question is really about how do you kind of prevent yourself from being pigeonholed 
to being, because you're sex positive, because you're weed positive, how do you pre prevent yourselves from being a sex show or just a weed show? Because you're so much more than that. As, As a, a listener, I recognize that you're so much more than that. That's a great question. Um, I think that that was a fear for us in the beginning, not being too much of this or too much of that. But I think um, ultimately, we, we're not. We're smart. We have a lot to say, and we have a lot to talk about. And it's not just about sex. And just because we talk about sex doesn't mean that that's all we encompass. And because we know that, we just stopped. We just released the fear of everybody else trying to figure it out. Because if you are people, because if you listen, if you listen thoroughly, if you care to listen, and you're here for the message, then you're going to get that either way. And just like that, like same brands are going to get that too. Like the people who pass on us come back around. And at the end of the day, the numbers tell. The numbers tell. So it doesn't matter what you think. I know what I am. And I know, you know, like, I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about, you know, maybe sex. Maybe it's funny. Maybe what I learned from it. Maybe how I've grown from it. There's a lot of aspects to it. And, and, and like we said, we're bringing on experts. And I think the, the biggest thing was just, like, releasing what everybody else might think. Like, what if everyone thinks we are a sex podcast? You know? I think also um, one, one of the ways to, because that was something that really was um, important to me. Uh, I, I think my journey in being sex positive is different than Jamila's. I'm, uh, I would say I'm more conservative than her. And so, like, I have um, felt like, oh my God, are we doing too much? I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want to be stuck. I don't want this. I don't want that. And one of the ways in which that I felt more safety in my space um, was when we started implementing um, themes for each month. So in our show, and it actually did help create structure because we aren't a show that has like real crazy structure like some of podcasts do, but that was the one thing that I was like, I've kind of been vigilant about since we started and it kind of created the space where like, like we had a, a, a season, I'm, I'm sorry, a month called Money March where all we did was talk about finance. You know, we have a season, um, called, uh, God, I've had so many, I can't even remember all of them. But it really kind of helped guide the show and also guide our listeners on this journey of like, okay, we're probably going to talk about sex on this episode, but we're also going to talk about getting money. You know, so it kind of allows our audience and even brands to kind of understand and see like that we are more than just that. Um, Episode titles help too, I think early on. I was gonna say this too, like, um, we've been passed up on brands for sure, you know? I remember we had one really big brand pass on, pass on us based on an episode title, so. <laughs> the, ep the episode title was Make Come Taste Great Again. <laughs> <laughs> now it's really funny, but then we were like, fuck, we should have never named it that. <laughs> um, but yeah, in ways that like, come, dialing things back or saying like, we can talk about it, but maybe it doesn't need to be in the title. <laughs> like maybe they need to search for it to get it, you know? So there, there's definitely been a learning, but never, never has there been truly a watering down as there is more of like an intentionality about, let's spread out, let's, let's spread out about talking about weed. Let's spread out about talking about sex because we are, we're, there's a lot of things that we talk about. There's a lot of things that we are. So that's really been the learning overall. They <laughs> love you too. Hi, my name is Zanaya. Um, Hi. I kind of have like two questions. My first question is, so I don't know like your family background, but like my family is like very spiritual and religious. So to talk about sex or put it like out on a platform, 
uh, would be like really like against them. So how would you like maneuver like, you know, putting out content that you want even though like it might not be content that your family support or you know like want you to talk about and then my second question is um i kind of missed the beginning so i don't know if you guys like talk about how you guys met but i've had like like many podcasts with different women um that don't always work out so could you talk about like your dynamic and how you guys work with each other to keep a nice relationship to keep that you know bond that sisterhood to keep your uh, podcast going um, okay, so I'll answer that question first. Um, so I think me and Mila, uh, just as honest as we are on the show, we're honest with one another. Um, I think being able to call each other out when we feel away is really important and not harboring like <laughs> weird things as women do. Um, we pray over our, our our friendship. Like we really pour into each other just like I would pour into a partner, like a man. And we talk about this on the show a lot is that as women, um, we pour so much into our love affairs and we do not pour into our friendships in the same way. Um, we are so willing to forgive a man for some shit and we were quick to cut a girl off if she does something way less, you know? And so I think kind of having that perspective has really allowed a lot of grace in our friendship um, and and support for one another. Um, there's a level of, you know, relatability that we share and is the reason why we started the podcast because we didn't have, we didn't have any friends that were kind of in the same position as us, being black, being single moms, being young, being, you know, like wanting to date, like all these things kind of brought us together. Um, but it really is, it's work. You know, you have to work at your friendship. You have to um, be intentional. You have to, um, call, you know, be honest. So I think just like any friendship, and honestly, when you do involve business, it gets a little tricky. I mean, thankfully with us, it hasn't. <laughs> I mean, and, and honestly, um, oddly enough, Eric and I were not close friends when we started the podcast. We were kind of like acquaintances, but we were desperate for friendship and desperate for someone to understand us. And so when we started this, we weren't even a really aware that we were starting a business. We're just like, let's just do this thing, you know, it's gonna be fun. And then it kind of developed and then we just committed to like, oh shit, this is something important and people, women need this and women started to pour in and we're like, okay, it kind of motivated us. And um, luckily I think there was an element of like, I don't want to disappoint this girl. <laughs> I don't want to fuck it up, you know, like let me hold my end of the bargain. And it's really worked out for us because we're like sister, best friends, wives. <laughs> um, and then as far as like, you know, your family, I, I can relate to that um, because when I first started my podcast, I did not have the support of my family. Uh, my mom was really uh, turned off by the content. Um, uh, my family business is pretty corporate, and I work in with them, within them. And uh, it was like, how are you gonna like? How am I gonna be at meetings like corporate meetings, and you're talking about sex on the internet? Like how? Like how is that gonna affect my business? And how is that gonna like? My friends are gonna see your content and. And there was a lot of anxiety. I felt so much anxiety. I almost quit the podcast like four times um, because of it. But Mila talked me off many ledges. But ultimately, you kind of have to decide what you're living for. Are you living for your family? Or are you living for yourself? Because of course, yes, you want the respect of your family. You want them to be proud of what you do. But at what expense? At, your, at the expense of your happiness? At the expense of you know, looking back 10 years and being like, damn, what if? What if I would have just did it? What if I would have just, you know? And like, I think me and Mila are really a representation of like, you can be extreme and you can be successful. 
my dad just cursed me out like last week, you know, about <laughs> my Instagram or whatever. But you know, I'll be I'll keep it real with you. When you're making money and you're helping women and you're getting a book deal and you're getting interviewed by Rolling Stone and shit, your family has a lot less to say. Like, oh, I guess that sex you were talking about some pay yeah, off. My mom doesn't say much anymore. So, <laughs> so it, 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 it is interesting when you when you double down on yourself and commit to whatever it is you committed to. Everybody else will come along. You, you got to bet on yourself. You got to bet on yourself and, and kind of like tune, tune, out, tune them out. And sometimes your biggest haters are your family. Anyone else? John? Oh, there we go. Hi. Um, that was one of my questions. So thanks for answering that about the family. So I'm a fertility awareness educator. So I talk a lot about like birth control and cervical mucus and like all of this, you know, language that people are just now kind of learning about. And I know you mentioned this with your podcast titles, but have you ever found that Instagram blocks you or yep. doesn't? Oh, yeah. Okay, because even if I write the word cervical mucus or now in this age, right, if I'm even talking about birth control or natural birth control or anything like that, I get nervous that I'm going to get blocked or shut down. TikTok has totally blocked a lot of my posts if I even use any of those words. So we're curious what you've dealt, how you've dealt with that. We're shadow banned as <sighs> yeah. AF. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're constantly blocked on live, um, all types of stuff. For, like, things I'm, I'm so confused by. I'm like, what? I didn't even do anything this time. Um, I don't have a good answer for that. I'm, I'm just being really meticulous and more careful and, like, always Googling. And, like, if, if the content, if you're cursing, if it's saying something that you think is going to trigger the, the bots, then, like, just remove it altogether. I've literally had to, like... There's a, it's a lot of unfairness, though, because I see other accounts that do the same thing. And I'm like, what the hell? Your whole titty is out. How is this okay? I had a side boob and I'm blocked. Like, <laughs> like there, it's. I don't really fully understand how and what they, you know, decide to pick and choose how they decide to block creators. Um, but like Mila said, like being careful what you hashtag and leveraging your community to come to you directly. Like take like the social is like a, a gateway to you. Like you have a newsletter that come to the email, like everything, collecting emails, sending out, like just growing and growing your email list because we can't rely on these platforms anyway. Like half of them are robots. So like bringing your audience over to you is, is a huge, a huge you yeah, know, benefit for too. sure. Like that's a big way that we've been able we're, like every, all the time I'm trying to figure out how to get people off of Instagram and you know even using you know Patreon Patreon has been um, a really great way for us to kind of really be able to speak to our community in a way more authentic way we're actually having a panel tomorrow um, with Patreon and we'll talk about that more and so make sure you come join us if you guys are still in town it's at 145 um, but yeah Patreon has been a big way for us to kind of being able to really be authentic and then using our discord which um, just I don't know if you guys are familiar with discord but it's like a community chat where yeah people can talk and, and, it's, and it's a way more authentic way for us to connect with our audience and sell to our audience um, without feeling restricted well, I, th I think that's all of our time because they don't mess around here at Podcast Movement. We have 45 more seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody got one more, one more question? Yeah. Because our, I think because the people needed to hear our message and we were starkly honest and that 
literally just and collaborating with other bigger podcasts. Finding podcasts bigger than us that had similar audiences was one of the main ways. And sliding into DMs and saying, hey, we'll come there and do that is one of the biggest ways we built our audience very quickly. I would say that. And honestly, too, IG Reels has been a really great driver in our business. Make sure that cover image is popping, okay? Straight to the point. Whatever the words need to be, just quick, easy. Clickbait. Thank you for your time, everyone. We appreciate you Thank joining you guys. us. For Please make sure to follow us on Instagram, goodmoms underscore bad choices, Twitter, TikTok, all the places. And if you guys are still in town, please join us tomorrow for our panel with Patreon. Bye. Bye.